0: Welcome to The Quartering Podcast for Tuesday, the 29th of November. First up, Tim Pool robbed by Kanye West after he stormed out of the Timcast IRL show. Fans robbed of a good show.
1: Well, 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 well. I think we were all a little surprised last night as Tim Pool pulled probably the biggest guest he's ever had by, I don't know, uh, miles and miles. I suppose you could say Alex is also pretty famous slash infamous. But first and foremost, you know, there are a lot of people talking about, uh, you know, platforming this guy. Um, I understand the inclination there. For me, I still feel like he's in some sort of episode, but I'm not a doctor and I can't prove that. I think I'm just kind of looking for some sort of explanation as to what's going on with uh, Kanye West. It's just like how many a couple summers ago where he had this episode. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how long these manic episodes are supposed to last. I didn't know they lasted weeks or months. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just me trying to give the guy an excuse for um, I don't know, torpedoing his entire career. These are choices that Kanye West is making, absolutely. And so I don't want to like shirk any responsibility for that. But last night he Appeared on Tim Pool's Timcast IRL to about a hundred thousand live viewers. I think some people are sending me screenshots. I had no idea that he was going to be there. And um it did not go well. I think that uh Ye wanted to just go on a platform and say what he wanted to say and not be questioned. I think that, you know, Tim is a, a skilled conversator, but not one of the best interviewers so i i don't think that kanye is used to being like kind of challenged and a part of a a conversation he's more used to like speaking his opinion or thoughts so it was a recipe for disaster of course and um on the way out the door he took something of timmy's several things of timmy's and we're gonna get into all that right now so there's a lot of accounts of Exactly what happened. Many people have seen the clip, right? Essentially, um, Ye wanted to... You know what? I don't even want to speak for him. Okay, I'll show you the clip because it's short. Um, You know, essentially, hit breaking, uh, you know, Kanye storms off the set of Tim Cast because Tim Pool would not say who, quote, they are when referencing Jewish people. If Kanye cannot negotiate a friendly conversation with Tim Pool. Who is only half Korean? How does he plan to negotiate peace talks with Kim Jong Un?
0: is they though? We can't Cor- say who they Cor- is, Cor- can press. we?
1: So what? I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I know that, like, I read the comments. I know there are a lot of people um, who are, you know, maybe they understand what Kanye is saying in a more nuanced perspective. But you know, in general, I don't think it's a good idea to. Group a lot of people together and paint them in any light, good or bad. And what Kanye is clearly saying here is he's talking about Jewish people and using they. They control everything. They ruin my career. They, no, they did not ruin Kanye West's career. Kanye West did that. Okay. If you don't, if that makes you uncomfortable, then you don't like personal responsibility. All right. Now, here's the thing He he, he continues. Using the, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you guys use, I'm, I'm talking. It is. On the set right now is Nick Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos, who, by the way, had his messages leaked yesterday where he was saying all sorts of things about Kanye West. Uh, Milo is, um, you know, I respect his grift, but, you know, only a week ago or so he was on Tim Pool's show praising Donald Trump. Then in, he had his messages, DM messages leaked by, I think, Laura Loomer. And he was talking all sorts of junk about Trump and talking to, and like saying that Kanye West is gay and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what I mean, in my opinion, Kanye West is clearly being taken advantage of by probably everybody in his life. Um, but uh, so in the room, they keep saying they and Tim is this is like maybe the slightest pushback Tim could give like, hey, I'm not using when I say they I'm talking about mainstream media. I'm talking about. Silicon Valley. I'm talking about, you know, whatever the case, and 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 so essentially, Kanye gets mad that Tim like uh, explains that he's not saying they, are talking about Jewish people. It's them, though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and because and look at like Nick is smiling when he says this, like it's all a shtick for him. I I actually, I mean, I find it hard to believe anyone is this like clown shoes. Maybe he's you know he's well read on history and stuff like that. You can give it to him, but it's like if you can't smile, if you can't say this with conviction, he's like he's smiling when he says it. It's like this dude is ruining Kanye West's career uh, by you know. <laughs> it's just so weird. I mean, no, Kanye West is doing that to be clear. It's them though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. it, it, because when you think <laughs> about it, consider it in twenty eighteen. What do you mean it's not? It, what What do I mean? Like uh, uh, okay, so how about? Are you leaving? I wonder if Tim thought maybe he was gonna go after him here because I've been in that studio unless Tim is sitting in a different spot. This is not actually the way out the door. So maybe they changed it.
0: Refer to the press. He's gone. I who was they though?
1: We can't cor- say who they cor- is, can we? Press. I'm not using the, I don't use the word as the. So that's it. That's the, that's the pushback, right? Now a lot of people said, you know, Kanye West, pushed back or whatever. You say Viva Frey here saying, if Kanye West thinks, quote, they were exploiting him, just wait until he realizes about the two he's hanging out with now. Kanye is indeed being exploited from every angle, and most importantly, by his present company. Tim Cass, you did good, he was looking to make a scene, as was
0: his entourage. But, but I, when, the thing is when I said my children, the reason why my my brain kinda blocked because it's like, God is saying, you know, your your children are going to be okay. The you know, baby mama's got money, right? God is using me. He's breaking me down, removing all of the, you know, richest person, all of this so I can serve him. And the Maybe that's true. The more and more of those things are taken away from me, the more I can be empty and be a vessel and be able to be used. And right now it's like you're not going to take if if we can't, you're not gonna take my pain away, right? The Jewish people say, it's the Holocaust, this happened, and you can't say anything about it. We can't take their pain away. No one's gonna denounce the fact that they tried to lock me up. That's what, because every time I'm just holding stride.
1: So again, he's when he says they, he means Jewish people. I don't have any problem with calling out people by, by direct, you know, directly, but he's not calling anybody out specifically. He's just saying, jewish people okay and like i think that it's 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 the same thing as calling out white people or uh black people or this and that now it's definitely treated differently differently in society but to me it's just as wrong now are there specific people that he wants to call out who are corrupt i think that's fine you see a lot of people in the comments temple has been exploiting conservatives for a while now for clicks, I find it funny he built up a following using click words and gaslighting. I bet you dollars the donuts he didn't vote in the midterm. Ever seen him in the community doing outreach? Nope, just on his mic. Actually, I don't know. I mean, I voted in the midterm. Um, but there are people who say, you know, I, d- I didn't think Tim did well at all. That said, neither did Ye. The other two I just ignore. The whole show was a mess of mediocrity and noise. And that's, that's probably true. That's probably true um but again i, I don't think tim, i think tim is a conversator i don't necessarily think he's like a skilled interviewer and yay is not used to being on the same level with the plebs he's talking to and so it was definitely a recipe for disaster now this is by written by somebody who was actually there amber Athy, in the studio with yay on pools podcast he is not in Calabasas anymore. The superstar rapper, designer, and now 2024 presidential candidate flew to Western Maryland on Monday alongside his new campaign manager, the right-wing provocateur, Milo Yiannopoulos, and the de facto leader of the Groiper Army, Nick Fuentes. The trio landed at Frederick Municipal, Municipal Airport, only to find that their driver was nowhere to be found. The limo company had accidentally sent him to Washington Dulles, Is that a different airport? Anyway, Poole offered me some barbecue and then some Virginia mead. I sipped on this syrupy stuff while psychoanalyzing the photo pool posted of Ye on Twitter. Tim writes, this is probably, I mean, you should read her entire article. I'm just going to show some of the part of the things. Um, this is probably going to be one of the biggest shows I've ever done. And it's going to get us in trouble. and It opens up a whole bunch of risk. But like the entire news cycle over the past week and a half is going on with Trump and these guys. And we got an opportunity to be like, hey, we're going to have these questions answered. Poole told me. Am I going to wag the finger of the moment at him? Or are we going to try and understand what's going on behind the scenes? And that's the challenge he, continu- he continued. Do I make this the opportunity a virtue signal about how much I despise their views? Or do I say, look, I don't agree with what you said. I think it's awful, in fact. But we're here to learn about what's going on. Well, I think the secondary one is really what you should do. Timcast staff did, did have a backup plan if YouTube decided to nuke the live stream, it on Twitter with Elon Musk purchasing the social media app. They felt confident they could continue to stream there. Uh, anyway. Ye and, his, Ye and his entourage finally arrived. Ye was offered a snack by the co-host, Luke Rodkowski, and chose a popsicle. Ye, Yiannopoulos wore a tweed jacket with the A24 emblazoned on the back. Blah, 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 blah. Ye arrived in the studio. I went up and sat in my design, designated chair. He looked up and stared at me suspiciously. I stood up and introduced myself, shook his hand, and said that I was with the spectator and I'd be sitting in on the session. He pointed to a chair at the table and said, you're sitting right here, right? I said, I can, if that's what you prefer. The other members of the Timcast stream noted that all of the seats at the table were accounted for, and Ye said that he'd prefer only people around the table be present. He gave me a sort of half smile and explained that he doesn't like to be surrounded by people. That's fair. Tim gave me an apologetic look. I said, I understood, and it was nice to meet him. And then I went downstairs to watch with Tim's friends and stuff. Oh, he kicked him out. Ye was firm but polite. He seemed like he didn't want to be bothered. Poole started the show by asking a about his recent dinner with Trump. He explained how a number of other canceled commentators had gotten in touch with him after his death con three a tweet. Ye revealed that Alex Jones, producer had connected with Milo who had in turn brought Fuentes into the fold. Unfortunately, it did not take long for Ye to launch into a diatribe about Jewish people controlling politics in the media. Rah- Rahm Emanuel was next to Obama and Jared Kushner and right next to Trump. He stressed Poole pushed back respectfully but Ye threatened to leave the show on two separate occasions before finally walking out about the 20-minute mark. I was sitting in the basement. I could hear doors slamming upstairs. When I went up to the kitchen, Yey was gleefully holding court. He seemed in better spirits than he had been the entire night, perhaps because the pressure of the program was off. One of the show's r- regulars, Hannah Claire Brimelow, was telling Ye that she'd wished he had more time to share his views because people needed to hear them. Eventually, Yiannopoulos confirmed that the car they had ordered. Yey grabbed several simple mills brand nut butter stuffed sandwiches cookies off the kitchen counter and he munched on them on his way out the door he smiled and said goodbye to the crowd of people waving him out after a few minutes the car finally pulled away the staff seemed torn how to feel about the entire encounter some thought Poole had pressed too hard on Ye too early in the interview others thought Ye was being a baby overall they seemed disappointed that he didn't stay longer and have a real full-throated discussion Fool recounted Yiannopoulos' previous appearance on the show and wondered aloud if Yiannopoulos was deploying Ye to sabotage Trump for revenge. I believe that's true. The, uh, this evening, the only presidential campaign Ye seemed interested in was sabotaging his own. And that was, uh, you know, you see the, the cookies, the cookie, cookie gate. Uh, here you see Amber. I think Ye grabbed a handful of these cookies before he left the Tim Kaos a snack for the road. Nut butter stuffed cocoa cashew cream. Sounds pretty good, actually. Probably some good taste. Uh, I think, I wish that Ye had stayed longer. I wish that, but look, it's Tim's channel. He can't let the guy just be like, you know, nonstop uh, noticing on his stream. He's going to get flagged off of YouTube. It's, you know, YouTube doesn't play. Um, Maybe, you know, Tim could have given him a little bit, you know, more leeway to just ask him questions. But it was very clear that Kanye West was not there to explain why he felt the way he did about a certain group of people. And once it became clear that they were not going to let him continue to say that, um, he left. That's his right. He didn't make a big scene. He didn't tip the table over. He left, from what I can tell, respectfully. It'll be interesting to see the fallout from this. All I know is that I'm sure Tim will get a lot of press, so I'm happy for him. Um, I think Tim did about the best he could do given the situation. And I kind of hope this is the end of the, the circus and, and and Republicans can get back focused on fixing the party and getting in,
0: in lockstep for the
1: 2024 election because they're going to need all hands on deck.
0: And next up, Elon Musk just started the war for free speech online with Twitter and gets support from Ron DeSantis.
1: Well, it would appear the war has begun. People are picking sides and... We're kind of getting little bits of information at a time uh, really from the source of it all, Twitter and Elon Musk sharing some pretty clear tweets on exactly what's going on with Twitter, uh, uh, the Apple Store essentially bullying uh, um, Twitter. We had some big, big uh, endorsements this morning from Ron DeSantis, the exact kind of stuff I want to hear from uh, Trump on, for example, Uh, whether or not that they're going to hold some of these social media gateways uh, to task for their duopoly, effective monopoly that gatekeeps the entire internet for most people. There's a lot of people on the left trying to use the it's a private company. I don't think that really applies here when they have a monopoly (laughs) over their app stores. So first I want to get into what Ron DeSantis said this morning Florida's voice, watch Ron DeSantis says Apple removing Elon Musk's Twitter from App Store warrants congressional response, which I 100% agree with. That would be huge, a huge, huge mistake. And it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response from the United States Congress. Now, I will say this. um, I feel like where was this energy with Parler? Because that was also a really raw exercise of monopolistic power. Um, but, okay, better late than never. And
0: then, when you also hear reports that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech. And-
1: I mean, this is good. Now, I understand that a lot of these platforms cannot have like the dictionary definition of free speech. But what I will say, and what I've always said is these platforms enjoy Section 230 protections, and in my opinion, should adhere to First Amendment rights. If they're legally protected from what people post or say on their platforms, then what does it matter? If advertisers don't want to advertise on that platform because of that, well, that's a thing. Okay, that's you know, that's something now you see Elon has tweeted several times now, um, you know, five minutes ago, the, the people has have spoken. Um, Apple should publish all censorship actions it has taken that affect its customers with an 85% uh, yes rate. I can't believe anybody would vote no against that. Um, And you see, if community notes can correct me, then obviously they can correct anyone. This is a good example. He's talking about how there is a lot of protection on this platform against misinformation. Elon writes, this is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost, even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. With a Mark Anderson writing, quote, we look forward to a world founded upon four essential freedoms The first is freedom of speech speech and expression everywhere in the world. A quote from FDR. Elon also tweeting, The Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. And that may be exactly what he's talking about uh, in terms of, uh, you know, that may be exactly what he's talking about in terms of the people have spoken. He's going to release these files. Lex Friedman saying Apple should support free speech. A lot of this is in reference to the revelation that you know Apple users probably don't care. Um, but the reality is Apple has for apparently a very long time told applications and, and software that uses their app store that there's certain information that their viewers... I'm sorry, that the users of their hardware are not allowed to see or interact with. A lot of this is kind of going back to the Koof conversation. Uh, Many of the people that were banned from Twitter at that time are some of the people that are getting restored right now, which we've got a little topic on that later. But if you're watching this video and you haven't yet subscribed, please do take a moment to hit that red subscribe button down below. If you have to create a YouTube account, I know it's a pain in the rear, but also greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Friedman Apple should support free speech you know, and I think this all stems from obviously Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store but will not tell us why um, and it's true you know and I think we kind of know why, right we know why you see here you know, Elma CNN, you know it's showing community notes, community notes for the win um, there's a lot of people um that are questioning exactly what's going on here. Here he's talking to David Sachs, who says, as long as tech mega, which is Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon, have unlimited power to engage in building and bundling and to act as gatekeepers of competitive products, there cannot be a healthy startup ecosystem. Elon writes, it's a real problem. Apple and Google effectively control access to most of the internet via their app stores. This is true. CNN posting articles like literally Begging for for censorship. Colin Wright, uh, if you remember him, swipe right just got his account back. I think he had to sue Twitter for that. The massive immune response we are seeing from left-wing media and big tech to Elon Musk's commitment to free speech on Twitter should frighten you. It has been revealed the rabid obsession for complete control of the narrative. This is a battle they cannot be allowed to win. To which Elon writes... This is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost, even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. And we see lots of these ridiculous articles. Here's the Washington Post. Again, remember, owned by Jeff Bezos and a leftist shill outlet, in my opinion. Elon Musk is harming free expression on Twitter, not protecting it, by the editorial board. Oh, they don't want to put anybody's name on it? Isn't it curious that the Washington Post and all their glory and all their geniusness uh, get, you know, I I won't sign their names to it? I mean, they say, so far, Mr. Musk has governed Twitter according to his whims. Actually, no. He's done a lot of polls and he's, he's asked users what they want. You see this by fortune. You're seeing basically the coordinated effort of the entire mainstream media. Elon Musk gutted. Twitter's content moderation team. Now he's worried about tyranny if Apple deplatforms him as if they are related. What did they need 4,000 or 5,000 content moderators for exactly? You know, it, most of the moderation, if not all of it, was in lockstep with the democratic establishment. I mean, which is the media is a part of. You know, the media used to report corruption and the government and things like that. Now they just take their marching orders from the government. You, I mean, like, are you, you literally printed this article, Chris John Hetzer. At least you put your name on it. Like, you understand, you know, you see uh, Mark Cuban, come on, Elon Musk, we all know what free speech, read the government is because we can read the First Amendment and any related case law. We have no idea what free speech is on Twitter because you are judge and jury. There's no transparency. When do we see the Twitter Bill of Rights? Why not just say it's equal to the First Amendment then, Mark Cuban? You know, mounting criticism, not from its users. Not from its users. A hundred articles today. Twitter rolls back COOF misinformation policy. In my, in my uh, from what I understand, Facebook and YouTube have already done this. Right. But it's news when Twitter does it. Elon Musk's Apple attack sets stage for public spat with risks for Apple and Twitter. By calling attention to Apple's role as a gatekeeper for the app ecosystem, Mr. Musk is picking up the mantle in a years long fight developers have waged against Apple and its fees. Remember uh, Epic Games, the people behind Fortnite and many others also fought this battle. Mr. Musk could bring new focus to the company from lawmakers and regulators around the world, including politicians who have expressed concern that Silicon Valley is silencing conservative voices. Apple, of course, did not respond for comment. Apple stands to collect as much as 30% of revenue from Twitter subscriptions that Mr. Musk said are set to become a new focal point for the company. The company charges as much as 30% of app purchases or subscriptions placed through the App Store. Apple's cut of the subscription falls to 15% 15% after the first year of use. Now look, I have less of an issue with the 30% thing um, than I do with the moderation. Um, if they're going to start you know, banning stores that they don't like, banning apps that they don't like, while still enjoying government protection, then I have a problem with it. You know, they say, on Monday, <laughs> Mr. Musk sent out a meme to his almost 120 million followers showing a car careening off To an off-ramp go to war, then the car pulling off-road labeling pay 30%. You know, it is. you see in Apple Store Review uh, guidelines, one of the earliest warnings the company makes is that apps should not include content that is offensive, insensitive, upsetting, or intended to disgust, or in exceptionally poor taste, or just plain creepy. Just looks like Elon wants to pick a fight with Apple, said Philip Shoemaker, former senior director of the App Store Review Team at Google who left in 2016. But I can't imagine him winning this one. When he oversaw the App Store content, Mr. Shoemaker said that Apple would tell app developers what they were in violation of before threatening to remove the app. Typically, he said, software makers were given two weeks to fix an issue, such as content moderation, before it began to reject app updates. Now, we'll see. I mean, Elon has said that they have not told him what it is. So it's going to be pretty interesting to watch this all play out. Obviously I'm on the side of free speech. I am not an Apple user because I'm just not an Apple guy. So, you know, I you know, I'm I feel like less nervous about the outcome of this, but certainly it's better for everybody if Apple and, and Twitter can just come to a fair agreement here. And if it ends up, this is really just about the 30%, I would be shocked. I think that Elon wants both right now. We're gonna have to wait and see as this continues to amp up seemingly by
0: the hour. And next up today, the biggest OnlyFans backfire in history.
1: How about a palate cleanser? How about yet another, um, <clears throat> I don't know, career woman? We'll say, it used to, I used to be able to say the PC version used to be Lady of the Night. But a career woman uh, who decided that her teaching salary wasn't enough. Uh, I actually covered a similar story not that long ago. Uh, decided to use her classroom to uh, <laughs> film videos and pictures. Had probably some of the most epic backfire of epic backfires for uh, this this career choice imaginable. I suppose maybe having your kids bring up your video. What might be slightly worse? Arizona teacher banned from the fan site. <laughs> this uh, okay. So, we covered originally when this teacher was um, (laughs) filming entertainment on school property, um, but the situation has actually gotten worse. A Lake Havasu, Arizona, middle school science teacher who was fired after her students stumbled across her spicy OF videos now has been blocked from the platform. a former middle school teacher made spicy videos using an alias. And then back on November 14th, she resigned from her position after the school district became aware of her account. Of course she was going to get fired anyway. Then, um, the local PD said it was investigating anonymous tip about a Thunderbolt teacher in- engaging in this type of behavior. And some of the in- 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 images and stuff were in a classroom setting. Police then said in a statement that the images were, quote, presumably on Thunderbolt School property. That's kind of a sweet name for a school, by the way. And they were investigating whether any laws were broken. A day before her resignation, she posted on TikTok that her old account, that her old account was also banned. She also turned to Twitter to advise her followers that the platform she posted videos to was blocking her from posting any more videos. So just to summarize, this is someone who uh, had a job as a teacher, decided that's not enough money for me, which is a hundred percent her right. You know, I think great teachers are underpaid. I also think bad teachers are overpaid, uh, but anyway, she decided, "Hey, I need more money." So instead of, I don't know, doing Uber or doing uh, Amazon deliveries or DoorDash or whatever, she decided, hey, I'm just going to get pounded on my school, my kids' desks. Quote, so it seems OFD deactivated both account- accounts and-, and refunded all customers and subscribers and is blocking me from making new accounts. So what I like about this, obviously, is it's a hilarious epic fail, but also, that OF, which is not a company that, you know, OnlyFans is not a company that, you know, by the way, is still growing even in spite of the recession, uh, which is bizarre to me. But they said, no, you're not going to use this crime uh, to build clout. Like, it's nuts. So when reached for comment, OF would not comment on specific accounts, but instead suggested looking at its policy that prohibits content being produced in the public. The policy prohibits users from uploading, posting, displaying, or publishing content on the platform that features the spicy activities and that was recorded or broadcast from a public place. Anyone breaching the acceptable use policy can be banned. Now I don't think, is the school a public place? I mean, I guess it's a public school, but is it public property? I suppose it probably is, right? Now, when her store went public, she released a statement admitting to creating the content to make extra money on the side to pay for necessities that her salary and her husband could not pay for. When she created an account, she said she chose an alias, bought the entire state of Arizona from accessing her content. Too bad nobody told her about private internet access. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, first of all, um, Golly, are you all really paying for content from from someone who looks like this? Like, come on, guys. Is, is it girls that, that are paying for it? Who's paying for it? Who's, who's paying for this woman's content? Like, I, I know everyone has, like, their whatever they're into, and that's okay. But, like, dude, I never understand people who pay for I just don't get it I don't get it I mean I guess some people look at it as well, hey I, I like this creator They happen to create spicy content and I want to support them um, maybe that's that's the thing I I don't know now she had wrote and so it seems OFD activated both of my accounts refunding customers and subscribers and is blocking me from making new accounts where should I set up next And she writes, why would they do that? Uh, I'm so sorry. That's effed up. They deactivated you. I hope you don't have to deal with any more punishment. What? Like, what? Um, I, and, and this person has 17,000. Oh, ew. These pictures are not attractive. And they're getting 500. Ew. Like, no, 500 people are liking these contents. <sighs> and then you see, like, let's just put it this way. Uh, she's complaining that people uh, went to her personal Facebook. Um, you see, uh, as long as there's no parent day as to what you do, so sad that this is what your name ends as in Havasu, glad we sold, educate, and think if this would be okay with your kids and teachers. Uh, what? I mean, people are literally changing their name because they don't want to be associated with this person where they live. I, I, I mean, I think, you know first of all if they really were on school property then there should be some sort of fine or or, you know indecent exposure or something like that that should come of this don't you think i would think so but just to recap teacher who probably wasn't a very good teacher decided to get plowed on her students desks got fired from being a teacher then got banned from making videos on the platform that got her fired for being a teacher
0: and next up, Elon Musk just started unbanning massive accounts and removes a huge rule regarding misinformation.
1: 62,000 accounts have begun the restoration process on Twitter with uh, more than 62,000 of them having more than 10,000 followers, um, one account over 5 million followers, and 75 accounts with over 1 million. So I, I, you know, I assume these are not all unique followers but let's just pretend they are for a minute you're talking about 80 90 million followers total to interact with these are potential interactions we can say even if one person follows multiple accounts it can still interact with all of them and they've done so pretty quietly and i feel like they've also done so uh with not really Uh, much fanfare. It's hard to know who's been restored and who these people are. And I will offer one criticism here. Um, I understand from a logistics standpoint or an implementation standpoint why Elon Musk may want to focus on the biggest accounts first. Obvious. It's obvious, right? You bring back one person who has 5 million followers. You bring back 75 different people who all have a million plus followers. That is... Mega advertising that is millions and millions and millions and millions and millions in free advertising. Uh, and that's exactly why you focus on, on that, which I understand. Um, now this via Jack Basobic breaking Twitter has begun the process of reinstating roughly 62,000 accounts with more than 10,000 followers. Platformer has learned, including one account that has over 5 million followers. I don't know who that would be and 75 accounts with over a million. Um, I, I, oh, the, the criticism is like, I, I didn't complete that thought. You know, I think that you should also restore accounts for smaller people, you know, the actual people that use the account. How many people of these, you know, mega massive accounts that are being unbanned, how many of them, uh, you know, how many of their followers, their interactors are, have been banned for agreeing or sharing their ideas? So, you know, I'd like to see this continue rapidly to uh, everybody, you know. Um, you see it, uh, unbanning is reliant on follower count. Sad if true. I agree with that. You know, there are a lot of people with, you know, cir- closer circles, maybe a couple hundred people that are in their circles. And they should be restored too. Twitter stops policing Koof misinformation under CEO Elon Musk. Again, I don't know if they ever stopped policing it. Um but they've opened up what you can say just like YouTube and just like Facebook and repeatedly, rest- reportedly restored 62,000 suspended accounts. Now, I don't know who any of these people are. Have you seen a large account of a million followers pop up lately? I mean, I know it's not Carpe Donctum. I know it's not Milo. I know it's not Gavin. I know it's not Tommy Robinson. I know it's not... Um, you know, I know it's not any of the people that I would know. So were they bot accounts? Were they brand accounts that are no longer in existence? I don't know. Mashable leftist leaning outlet. If Twitter or they're talking about Elon Musk says Twitter will give amnesties to suspended accounts from next week. Now, I'm wondering if I'm I mean I'm almost certain that uh Apple issuing their kind of threat to remove Twitter from the App Store. This is their response to this. You know, there are some people in this list that Apple just didn't want around, apparently. Quote, they're skeptical of their workers too. Plus, new details on Musk's general amnesty for banned Twitter users. So I don't really care about them talking about uh, how much they don't like Elon Musk. This entire article is, of course, very biased. But... The unbannings is what I'm really interested in. And by the way, if you're tuned in, you haven't yet subscribed, I'm pushing hard to get to 1.4 million subscribers. I think we could do it this week. If you are one of the 45% of people that watch my videos that are not subscribed, please consider letting me earn your subscription today. I know you might have to create an account on YouTube or whatever. It might be a pain. But it is one of the only ways you'll actually find my videos. And the more people that subscribe, the more likely YouTube will be to actually share my videos and you know, it's an uphill battle when you talk about some of the stuff that we do on this channel. So I greatly appreciate those that are subscribed and that those that will subscribe today quote, in fact, since Musk's poll, Twitter has begun the process of reinstating roughly 62,000 accounts with more than 10,000 followers platformer has learned, including one account that has over 5 million followers and 75 accounts with over 1 million followers. The identities of these accounts could not be learned before press time. Internally, employees have referred to this event as the big bang. The project could cause more instability at Twitter at a time when the company is hemorrhaging engineering talent, wouldn't put it that way. Um, According to current employees, each reinstatement requires Twitter to rebuild a social graph activating data on who the account follows and follows who they follow and who follows the account for a large account like trump's with 88 million that's millions of lists that twitter has to update and maintain the move also comes the same week that must plans to relaunch twitter blue allowing anyone to buy a verified badge for eight dollars a month an internal document about the design launch and design for employees and sales says that impersonations Have been extremely rare despite all the evidence to the contrary Well, the evidence was really just like four or five accounts that the media kind of hyped uh, that kind of like harped on over and over again we anticipated early efforts from bad actors and we are adapting dramatically to improve and detect them the document reads what about large-scale coordinated misinformation attacks funded by wealthy organizations or governments The document asks large scale bad actors would also require a huge supply of unique credit card numbers and mobile phones. The document says as we detect and suspend these logistical hurdles to reoffend at scale becomes insurmountable. I think that that's probably true. Now, I I still think someone should be behind and manually verifying these accounts. I just think that person shouldn't be, um, (laughs) shouldn't be politically biased right? I think that that's reasonable. Between the coming Big Bang and the remaining potential for brand impersonation, the, uh, though advertisers remain deeply skeptical as they pull their spending from Twitter, Musk has called several CEOs to berate them for abandoning the platform, according to the Financial Times. The latest betrayal by Apple appears to have cut Musk particularly deep. Apple's was Twitter, Apple was Twitter's single largest brand advertiser, according to the Washington Post, Responsible for 48 million dollars in spending in the first quarter alone. Earlier today, Musk tweeted that Apple had mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? He asked. He followed up by asking Apple CEO Tim Cook to explain himself. Well, I think that this is obviously Apple virtue signaling, and you know, willing to, you know, I don't know how many new customers they're going to gain by doing this. But I do know that some people will stop using their hardware. The problem is, if you're an Apple user in particular, you've got, you know, if you've got Apple products at home, you're integrated and all this kind of stuff, it's tough to switch off of Apple. Um, Maybe it's the same difficulty, I don't know. I never had any interest in Apple products. Maybe you could tell me in the comment section, you know, if it's actually difficult to go from Apple to Android or Android, if it's the same going both directions. I assume that people who use Apple are more ingrained because they might have Apple TV stuff at home that connects to it. Apple's more proprietary than Android. Uh, but it's interesting to me to see the way the media you know, has spun this. This was updated seven minutes ago uh, in a recent update to its website uh, as of November 23rd. It is no longer enforcing the COOF misleading information policy. It means the company will no longer prioritize Removing, tagging, or misleading health information regarding the coup. Now, that's probably why Apple got bent out of shape, but it could also be the users that are brought back. You know, the change comes as technology newsletter platform says employees are scrambling to restore more than 62,000 suspended accounts. I know that some people that follow me on Twitter have told me that they've been restored and they don't have 10,000 followers. So maybe other people are getting them back. 60,000, 100,000. You know, I hope. Elon is is fighting a, ba- you know, battles on many fronts right now. I kind of wish he just, you know, focus on <laughs> one thing at a time, make sure he gets that thing done and done right. But, you know, losing somebody who spends 10 million dollars a month with your company, 15 million dollars a month, um that's probably a big deal. Um, Apple obviously doesn't even really use Twitter. My guess is that 20, that kind of spending and advertising was profitable for them. So they should consider bringing it back. But this is definitely a soft rebellion against Twitter. And as we get more and more of these users back, if more people continue to back out of the platform, uh, advertisers, that means Elon's going to have to push these individual products faster to get everybody's $8 which is what he should be focusing on anyway instead of picking fights with Apple. But hey, I'm here for it.
0: And next up today, the liver king is a fraud. Shocking video from more plates, more dates reveals the truth.
1: It's been an interesting little news day. I'm not sure how this video will resonate with my viewers. But most of us basically know who the liver king is, a guy that, you know, got famous from allegedly getting super ripped Eating a lot of liver and other, you know, eating the animal basically nose to tail, right? Um, something that, you know, people in this world still do in certain parts of this uh, part of the world. Part of the world, People in America used to do, the Native Americans used to do, uh, because, well, it was about surviving and not about picking something that might taste a little bit better than the other thing. And we've lost a lot of kind of the natural nutrition um, That's been replaced by a lot of this processed food. And, you know, a lot more people look like me than look like him. However, his whole shtick is that he got super ripped and super jacked just by doing this. And it appears that that is not the case. Now, a lot of people look at this guy's like ridiculous physique and just knew, right? It's always the case when all these people come out, you hear this word like in the, in the workout community, natty. Meaning, they got their physique naturally, eating eggs, eating steak, doing whatever guru thing it is that they're selling you. They use this then to sell you on their program, their fitness program, and Liver King is somebody that has been selling supplements uh, through what looks to be a company called Ancestral Supplements for a very long time. He turned his physique, his product is his body, He's selling you this dream. Hey, anybody can look like this. All you need to do is eat livers. I'm oversimplifying. Obviously, there's working out involved, but it looks like it is a bunch of bologna sausage. Uh, the first person I saw break this was Outkick, but there, I think there are um, lots of uh, workout YouTubers that were earlier on the story. Outkick, shocking. Liver King was on the juice. By the way, let me just be very clear. I don't have any problem with people being on juice. I don't care if you're on gear. I don't. I have friends that do it. I don't care. They're adults. They know the risks. Um, it's only an issue when you're selling that you can get this like physique, or you can obtain these gains, or you can obtain this body in the natural way. When they're not doing that, um, it's damaging. It's dangerous, um, and it's it's evil. You know, like it's you're preying on the people, like, why can't I get these gains? I just got to buy more of their supplements or buy more of their product. Well, it looks like, according to Outkick, leaked emails show that Liver King was taking $12,000 a month with a pharmaceutical HGH, that's human growth hormone, per month, three injections per day, all while promoting his brand of holistic lifestyle, ancestral tenants, and eating raw meat on camera. Hmm. Now, of course, I'll kick credit to Derek Fitness. I should probably follow him. Shout out there. for putting together a video exposing his cycle. Um, you know, and a lot of people in the comments, this is shocking to absolutely nobody. Why well, I'd rather prefer him to be more upfront about a supplementation. That doesn't mean you can't also learn from the ancestral tenants he espouses. There's definitely merit there. 675 likes. Well, the guy's a fraud. I mean, he has out and out denied, um, flat out denied, you know, supplementing his, all I do is eat liver stuff. You can see, here's what I'm currently taking, and he's got all these doses, he's got his, again, I don't have any problem with people that want to. Leaked emails, blood test results, and a full steroid cycle breakdown that's what we're going to be getting into in this video and it is shocking to say the least before we do so when you look at the article a lot of errors a lot of it's product right eat like a king ancient primals evolved eating the whole animal nose to tail horn to hoof our inc- our ancestors grew robust valuing the animal foods above all else consuming plant foods mostly as survival foods to get them between hunts this is all like valuable stuff right um, I think that we waste too much food. We waste a lot of, you know, animals. He talks about fasting, which also there's some new science on that that's questionable. Um, you know, you can see, to be clear, Liver King and Try prioritize fundamentals like liver and bone marrow and nutrient-dense nose-to-till diet. As the name infers, quote, supplements should be used as a secondary mean to enhance a nutrient-rich diet supplementation can help with sleep metabolic function and be leveraged for targeted support. And he sells them all right. Ancestral supplements, ancestral supplements, minerals, the fittest, you know, whole feast protein, vitamin D three, Uvex glasses. Um, apparently he sells blue light glasses, um, all of this stuff. So, I mean, they, they are, he is, you know, in the language now, I don't know if that was just added, that's possible but all the language of this website, him as a product, he doesn't make any money by being fit. He makes money selling you supplements. He talks about, you know, after you've earned it through sufficient struggle, you eat what? Maple syrup, yogurt, salt, raw bone marrow, raw liver, raw eggs, protein shake, raw milk. I mean, sure. Uh, Okay. You know, this is a cooked steak. I think I'd prefer that. Uh, but you know, there's you know, I'm no dietitian, so I'm not gonna talk about whether or not this stuff was you know worth it or good or not. But it appears that it was all baloney sausage. More plates, more dates has leaked private emails claiming that Liver King is on the juice. The question or natty of of natty or not surrounding Liver King whose real name is Brian Johnson, has been debated since he burst onto the scene as a social media sensation. There has been no answer or proof one way or the other, but Derek, for more plates, more dates, might have cleared it up in a recent video. The YouTuber page leaked private emails alleging juice use from the Liver King. Over the last year, Liver King has appeared on many podcasts and claimed that he is all natural. He recently did so on the H3 podcast. He preaches the nine ancestral ways of life including intense workouts unique diets full of raw meats and organs because of his ripped physique there are many questions on the status on whether believe he's whether or not he believes they believe he's being honest joe rogan has gone on record many times against liver king's claim of being all natural he has said that liver king liver king has a rear full of of roids and that there is no way he has a natural physique. Johnson has offered to speak on his podcast, but there has been no plan. Now Derek has allegedly shown proof. Now, um, I'm sure Rogan knows, you know, Rogan knows what body types look like, what uh, you know, what those types of transformations. Again, I don't have any problem if people use it. I just have a problem when people lie about it. Um, so in the one hour long video, Derek begins by sharing the alleged cycle that liver King has been on, um, in the past sharing private emails between the two, the list of substances are listed here. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I don't want to even go, you know, go through them. In May 2021 Derek claims that liver King reached out to him while he was selling consolations for coaching in the emails, Brian Johnson broke down the substances he was already taking, asking for information to remain confidential. In the video entitled The Liver King Lie, Derek outlines all the information shared with him. To this point, there's no proof beyond these particular emails. Surely there'll be more information shared as the story progresses. Well, I think if you look at this email again, like emails, blood test results, you know, I don't think, you know, again, this is a of these companies. And you know why? Cause people are hurting and they hate their lives. Again, I, I, I don't have any issues. He's got blood work analysis and everything like that. Most people in the comments think I'd honestly have been more shocked to find out he was natty. The truth doesn't cost you anything, but a lie could cost you everything. Derek, I support you 100%. The craziest part is this guy could have done everything he's doing now and been open about open about his gear use and been fine today. His unique style is what gets him attention. Feels like I might have known what his cholesterol. I might know what his cholesterol has had me cackling. Appreciate the consistency. Um, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, more plates, more dates for bringing out all this evidence. Now I wonder what exactly, uh, he brought out. Nothing worse than a fake natty. All three, about three weeks ago, I gave him my natty card, and everyone in my life knows it. When they ask, I tell them. Even my coworkers know why I'm no longer. They say, man, you've gotten bigger in the last couple of weeks. My response is that's because I'm no longer natural and I'm taking, you know, supplements that have added nearly 10 pounds to my frame in three weeks. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not for or against this type of stuff. You're an adult. You know, you do the research, you do the risks or you take the risks. But this guy built his entire empire saying that, oh, he got this big, just living this lifestyle, which is bologna sausage. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how the fallout is of this? If he's going to go ahead and try to sue this guy, is he going to try to deny it? Um, it'll be interesting. I didn't think the guy wasn't on a program or on gear, but he said that he could have just said, you know, I'll tell you this: uh, living ancestrally isn't using, you know, HGH and medically produced substances um, put into into your body. Uh, it kind of kind of flies in the face of a lot of that, but. You know i can tell you as a guy who could definitely lose some weight uh, i'm not gonna judge him uh, on what he chose to make his body that way i'm going to judge him because he's a big fat liar face i hope you enjoyed this video if you did make sure you leave a like on this video make sure you check out the more plates more dates video if you're interested um looks like he's got about a million views in an hour so that's really or a day i mean which is insane good job good work on his part and last up
0: today, Jeremy's Elon Musk interview did not go well.
1: It is interesting to see the CEO and owner of a company as big as, as Twitter, obviously the same guy owning Tesla, SpaceX, and many others uh, respond directly to me about a potential interview. I foolishly did ask for a Zoom interview. What I should have done is said I would fly out to San Francisco go meet him on the 10th floor of the twitter headquarters for 10 minutes of his time that was a tactical error one i may not be able to uh (laughs) remedy but uh hey you know you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take and uh i took a shot and elon did respond the saga started where i asked elon musk a question i said uh Elon, can you please be more specific in reply to it says, this is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost, even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. He tweeted that yesterday. Today, I replied an hour later saying, Elon, can you please be more specific? Most of us understand the fight for free speech online and the collusion slash duopoly that exists. But people need a more precise target. Would you be open to a 10 minute interview? I have 1.4 million subscribers and fight for free speech too. to which he responded simply i think i have been very specific which uh stings a little bit because it's it's basically like a a polite no but uh i get it i mean the dude's literally taking on the 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 most uh evil uh people in the world um he's not gonna like be do- taking every youtuber's request for interview And I assume he'd also probably be more likely to do an interview on, like, I don't know, Marcus Brownlee's channel, or Mr. Beast, or Joe Rogan, and probably not my puny channel of uh, 1.4 million. I tried, though. I tried to bring it to you. You know, I try. What can I say? People will roast me for being a simp. That's okay. I thought it would have been awesome content for you. Well, obviously, Selfish should be pretty good for the channel, too, but... Yeah, I'd say this is a hard no, but, uh, in the meantime, um, some other interesting communications have come out between Elon Musk and employees, uh, that I thought would be interesting to go over now. Zoe Schiffer, who apparently has some sort of connections inside of Twitter HQ, because every single time Elon Musk sends an email, she's emailing or she's tweeting about it. I'm sure that gets under Elon's skin. Absolutely. New Twitter engineers have received another late night email laying out Elon Musk's expectations. Managers are expected to identify low performers on a regular basis. Those employees then have up to four weeks to improve or they're out. What's interesting about this is just how everybody on you know in the in the journalist world, in the media world is obsessing saying, Oh, Elon's like, you know, shorthanded. What is he going to do? Blah, 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 blah. Um, well, I don't think he really cares. I don't think he thinks he's shorthanded. He's still trying to trim the fat as it, as it were. Zoe continues software engineers and managers are expected to ship code every single week. Analytics, documentation, and helping teammates are considered a fundamental part of the job, but not a replacement for writing code. He wants people AIS, rear in seat. Two, for roles outside of software and engineering, Twitter employees are still expected to demonstrate their contributions to the company on a weekly basis. Lines of code are not the most important metric. The email to Twitter engineering says, deleting a line of code is more valuable than adding one. Fair point. Lastly, leave and approve PTO are considered a general exception to these expectations. I'd hope so. Also, another email. Elon, another email from Elon to Twitter engineers. Anyone writing software or doing design should be on the 10th floor of San Francisco headquarters. It is intended to be dense and intense. Thanks, Elon. So he's asking everybody to basically move. And... The, you know, move and be um, in the same place, you know, rubbing shoulders with other developers, which I think is the smart way to do it. There is this thing called synergy that exists. Two plus two equals five kind of methodology. It exists because it's a real thing. Uh, when you put people that work together in the same room and, uh, you know, get that that kind of those juices flowing, you can get Kind of um, a a force multiplier. Now, yes, this can happen when people work remotely, but you have to have a really, really special group of people. In this particular case, I think Elon believes he wants them there in the same room with him, working, coding, and um, and and uh, and pushing things forward in the same sweaty, stinky room. Hopefully, he's working on some ventilation. And working the uh, air conditioning on that floor. Now, I think that he's trying to be a really rough on these people because I believe he's still trying to weed out people that uh, aren't ready to go ultra hardcore. And here's an email or a letter, I'm sorry, article written yesterday that I thought was interesting to share because there's this narrative that, like, you know, that the media is putting out there that. You absolutely must be like a super Elon fanboy to work for Elon. And that's simply not true. I got fired from Twitter the day before Thanksgiving. I was pro Musk, but it didn't save me. It was the night before Thanksgiving when I received an email saying I'd be let go. I had PTO planned for the next day. I was busy preparing for my next morning's flight when the email landed in my inbox. Before I was fired, I was the tech lead for the Twitter home timeline modeling team. We are basically responsible for messing up your timeline by randomly reordering things and inserting tweets from someone you don't follow. (laughs) Well, maybe people don't like that. You know, I get that, 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 that probably is a thing for discoverability, but also that's kind of a thing, uh, (laughs) for all people that, that that people don't like that for me, this is only my preference. I would like to see tweets exclusively from people I follow. If I want to see tweets from people I don't follow, that's what the search functions for. And I don't mind having like other people's opinions kind of randomly injected in there because, again, that's how you find people. When Musk took over Twitter, I was actually excited. I believe Twitter was and may still be on a path to slow death. The company had been moving so so slowly. I was always trapped in never ending quarterly planning that took weeks. It felt like Twitter needed a shakeup and Elon Musk was our best option. The return office mandate was needed. The lack of hallway conversations and over the aisle knowledge sharing became painful. I'm a bit of a workaholic, so the hardcore ultimatum did not upset me. And what Musk said in that email made a lot of sense to me. It read, as a result of recent code review exercise, it was, had been determined that your code is not satisfactory. And we regret to inform you that your employment with Twitter will be terminated effectively. I still don't know what quote code review the email was referring to. I remember the morning after the mass fork in the road event, Musk told us that he would hold a one-to-one code review with each engineer. I initially was excited about this, but it never happened. There was no time to meet with each engineer. The reviews ended up being a team-wide presentation of which each team does. And it took Musk until midnight to make my, to make it to my team. It felt like I'd, been, I'd be fired sooner or later. At least that's the general consensus with the majority of my colleagues. After speaking with others who were let go under different circumstances, I'm increasingly under the impression that the company under Musk is trying to replace the existing workforce with a cheaper and smaller team, like a total blood replacement. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. I feel sorry for my colleagues who have problems. I mean, it's, I'm guessing, and he says, I have no, no grudges against Twitter or Musk. I really want to witness how Musk will operate and change the course of Twitter 2.0. But I was just an employee, and if the owner doesn't need my help, that's that. Seems like a pretty healthy, pretty healthy reaction to be getting to getting fired. Look, I mean, I suspect at this point he thinks the culture rot is just too deep, and he's probably really busy trying to hire people, um, trying to trim costs. You know, having Apple pull out fifty million dollars a quarter in advertising probably didn't help. Um, I think he's flailing a little bit right now, trying to get the the ship righted by the end of the year. That felt like something that was much closer just a week ago. And now with the clashes with sensors and all this type of stuff, it seems like Elon may have to pull back a little bit here, worry more about adding features that people wanna pay $8 for than you know than all this other stuff. But Apple may not give him that option it will be interested to see how this all shakes out. I'll keep simping for Musk to try to get that interview. One day, maybe it'll happen. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do leave a like on it and hit that subscribe button down below. And We'll talk to you again real soon.